This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to. But you probably should. Today we are drinking a very special bottle and I'm very excited about this one. This one is actually a somewhat expensive bottle, somewhat rare bottle, and by somewhat I mean very rare. It's a Canadian bottle and it's called Mr. Sam Tribute Whiskey. Uh, But before we get into that, I really wanted to conquer a different um, angle to our ways you can support us. One that I've forgotten about, actually. One that Adam, when he uh, would host, always mentioned, but I have forgotten. One way to support us is to go on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and a review. That would be a fantastic way to uh, show us some support. Uh, Bryce Morita, uh, at B underscore side with a Y, B side, uh, he did that recently, and I forgot that it was totally a thing, and a few other people did it recently, and I am so grateful for them. Me and Robbie are so grateful for them, but that's a way. If you love our show, even if you don't use Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes or whatever you can do on your computer these days and see if you can leave a review and a rating for us. That would be great. Um, that's all I got for the business. I do want to give a few shout-outs, but not yet. Um, but before I do anything else, I want to see how Robbie's doing. Robbie, how you doing? Cool. Hasn't been like three weeks since we spoke? It seems like a long time, actually. It feels like forever. I swear to you, every day this week, I kept thinking, I really want to record. I really want to call Cole. I really want to drink some of these samples we have. Cause, I agree. Uh, oh, man. It's, been, it's, it's one of those times, right? Like I saw an article today saying like liquor sales, uh, at least in the U.S., are up exponentially right now. Yeah. Like, people are drinking... Like you got a little extra time, like that's kind of what we're doing. And I just kept every day was like, "Can we record? Should we record? Maybe we could do like four episodes this week." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about that. Yeah. Oh man, I know it's a. It'd be nice, but uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been interesting. Uh, started doing some of my like uh, distance, uh education kind of stuff with my kids. Yeah. I'm not we didn't even start. I'm just like we're like like it's in the very, uh formative stages right now we're having lots of meetings so every day i got tons of meetings um and chelsea went back to work and she's a, you know she works at the hospital oh wow. and so it's like I, i've got the twins and then i've got amara who's 10 the twins are two and amara's awesome like she's been watching like she's trying so hard to like engage them Aww. uh and she's good at getting one of them. The other one just like likes to shout at my computer, "Can you hear me? Can you see me?" <laughs> and I crawl all, all over me. So uh, it's a little tricky. Finley, yeah, Finley's yeah. all over me and like all about trying to talk to everyone on the on my meetings. So Super cute. it's interesting. But I think that's one of the things that like a lot of people are going through right now. You know, like one of the things I had to do this week was call all my parents and just check in with them. Um, and that's kind of what I'm getting. Parents are like. Hey, I know you're a parent too. I know you're trying to do all this stuff too. Like whatever you can provide, we'll take it. Whatever you can't do, that's fine. Like we're all in the same, same boat, you know, which I think is kind of cool. Like I was really nervous calling my parents and being like, Hey, how can I help support your students? And, 
but everybody's been awesome. Like I think it's just one of those times people just understand like it's just tricky right now. So yeah. Um, no, but it's been a good week. Lots of time with my girls. Like yeah, a lot of time with the girls. And I think that's one of the best things. And um, just finding time together. And uh, yeah, you know. So it's been good. I'm super excited to have a nice drink tonight, though. I, I am so glad we're recording. I can't have not anticipated recording like this for a long time. So how you doing, Cole? I'm good. I feel like you're, in a way, you're living the life. I've always wanted only daughters. And oh, really? Yeah, always. I've, I've okay. rarely, I mean, one day I'm going to have a son and I'll be like, you're great, son. But right now, I don't really want a son. <laughs> I want all girls. And Too funny. Yeah, so I feel like you're living the, uh, the dad life, in my opinion. Dude, it's pretty awesome. It is awesome. Well, I will say this. So we had Amara, and then uh, we knew we were having twins, and we did like a gender reveal. Yeah. And just, just with like my parents and Chelsea's mom mm-hmm. and, uh, we were cutting the cake and we did a two layer cake and each layer was going to represent the gender. Right. And uh-huh. we got to the top layer and, and like, it was pink and we're like, yeah, like 50% chance, yeah. right? That's gotta be 50, 50, you know, odds are one's pink, one's blue. And then like, we got to the next one and like Chelsea, like it's still pink. <laughs> and I had about like a half hour freak out where I was like, I'm only having girls. And I was like. <laughs> And like my parents, like, oh, we'll, we'll go home now. And my mother in law was like, oh, okay, see you guys. And I was like, I'm going to go out into the garage and work out. Uh, and Amara goes, Amara's like, Dad, can I work out with you? And I said, oh. Yeah, we go out in the garage. She goes, And at that time, I was listening to a lot of Operation Ivy. And she goes, Can we listen to that one band? And then I was like, Operation Ivy. She's like, Yeah. And we put Operation Ivy on. We were working out together. And, it, and at that moment, I was like, What are you like? You have the perfect life. Whatever you got, it's going to be good. Like, I have awesome girls. So. Is one of those things like you may think you want all girls, but then you're gonna get that boy. It's gonna be it, whatever you get. But you're the kind of guy where it's like whatever you have is gonna like be what it's meant to be, you know. Yeah. So, but I will say I lo- lo- like Chelsea and I were talking tonight. We're like I love having all girls. They're like all putting dresses on tonight, uh-huh. and wearing underwear on their head for some reason, and running <laughs> around and like. I, um, well, Mara wasn't wearing underwear on her head, but she was like directing them and like yeah. They were just like, they're all into the same stuff, which is cool. So it is, cool, is cool having all of one gender, but I'm like, I'm sure having all of, uh, having it split and, or the other gender is awesome too. So yeah, no, that's cool. I am living a dream. I am living a dream. Sometimes it's a nightmare, but it is a dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, great. how's the rest of, how's, how's your week been, man? It's been good. Um, I'm getting used to working from home full time and it's just such a big difference working five days a week indefinitely from home versus like working two or three days a week from home, uh, which I was yeah. doing before. Um, so it's, it's just, it's different, but um, let's see some notable portions of my week. My, my wife and I have been just getting pretty much every day. We'll go on a walk or a run together, um, nice. which has been really uh, refreshing and, and just cool to just, like right after work, we're probably going to go for a cool walk and like a long walk too. So it's been really good. Just yeah. talking about whatever, talking about life. Um, so that's been good. Work's been chugging along. Nothing too crazy going down. I, I finished this kind of project thing that I was kind of spearheading myself. Um, so I was excited to kind of close in on it and, and make it my own, which was cool. I trimmed my beard this week, uh, and I don't oh, like no. the look of it afterwards. Oh, um, Heather was like begging me to, and really, yeah. And but I'm like, I just, 
I kind of like it as it was. And then, but I needed to trim the sides a little bit. But now I feel like my face isn't as long anymore because, you know, when you get a long beard, it makes your face look a little long. Um, Cole walks into the bar and the bartender says, Why the short face? <laughs> Gee, Cole, why the long face? Um, but, uh, but yeah. And then, oh, two other things, uh, things I wanted to get to. Uh, first of all, a quick shout out. Um, and we'll probably mention him a few times this episode, but Jason Preston, one of our listeners and supporters, he, um, gave us even the bottle we're drinking today or like the sample we're drinking today. So thank you so much, Jason Preston. We appreciate you so much. And he gave at least one other sample, uh, that was the, uh, E.H. Taylor barrel proof batch eight. Um, so yeah, thanks. That's the one we're drinking tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're drinking E.H.T. barrel proof batch eight, right? I, w- I wish we could drink both. No, but we did put it up to a vote this week, and it was oh, yeah? a tie score, seven to seven. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I made the executive decision, because I know that Jason Wait. really wanted us to try the Mr. Wait, Sam. Wait, you're the executive? You're the executive, because my executive decision would have gone the other way, Cole. Oh, really? Would it have? Oh, do we have to? Ugh, this is horrible. Why are we doing? Why? Can we just cut off air and have this argument? I'm so mad at you. <laughs> That's my <laughs> no, off-air argument. I was trying to make it all dramatic. No, I'm super excited <laughs> for Mr. Sam. Mr. Sam was would have been my executive decision as well, but yeah. But so um, anyway, sorry. One other thing that happened this week, and Heather was like, yesterday we Heather and I we've been talking about what are, what's something you're grateful for today, like something special of today that you are excited about. I don't remember if it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it might have been Tuesday, but we topped the charts on Tuesday. I want to say it was. And specifically, um, the Australian uh-huh. charts, and specifically yes. the Australian food-related podcast charts. No, wait a minute, Cole. Did we top the charts? Oh, we topped. Think about how many Australian <laughs> food podcasts there are. Well, if, if you consider being at the top of the 50 range in the top 50, then Darn yes, right. we topped it. Hey, we <laughs> got like, notified of it. That's what we matters. We are, actually. That, it is pretty awesome. Yeah. So um, thank you, Australia. 47? We were 49. 49. Yeah, so we're right there at the top of the 40, top 50 of charts, the four, right? 50 list. Top of the 50. Yep. So I wanted no, to that, give a big shout out to all of our Aussie listeners out there, including uh, Joel Bradbury. Uh, who we know, but if there are any Australian listeners that we don't know yet by name, hit us up. We would love to give you guys a shout out. So thanks, Absolutely. Australia. I um, will say this: if yeah. you, if you're a listener in general and you message us, we will probably give you a shout out because we're just grateful oh, yeah. to have interaction. I mean, we're so. definitely going to get back to you, but we'll probably give you a shout out. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. People will be listening to this episode. I'll I'll make an executive decision behind Cole's back and give you a shout out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But anyway, 49 in Australia on the food charts. What? Yeah. So keep an eye out, everyone. We're getting huge here. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, we were were, uh, up against Carb Nation or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, Carb Nation, we're coming after you. Yeah, so... But you probably should have mentioned that because now people will probably download Carbonation because they'll know they're like one better than us and be like, oh, this is yeah. one better than Chill Filtered. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're taking them down soon. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a good week. I, I was super excited about this episode. I actually did a really good amount of research. Uh, so it's, I think it's going to be a really good episode in terms of breaking things down. But I've heard 
insane things about this whiskey and mm-hmm. i won't go into like yes. how insane but um like i said thanks jason preston for just mm-hmm. sharing with us this sample so and just being all around cool for conversations, man. What's that? Just being all around cool for conversations, like oh yeah, I like you and him will talk for hours, and I just look, I read through him. I'm like, this guy's cool. So oh, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, he lives out in Montreal area, and uh, one of our one of our top uh, Canadian listeners, and we which we have a few actually. Yeah, so we're grateful. When are we gonna top? When are we gonna top the Canadian charts? Oh, that'll be tomorrow, man. Once once this episode gets released, people will be like, "What? I want to compete against Australia." So then we'll up the Canadian yeah. lessons. So. Oh man, Canada versus Australia right here on Chillfield. Who would win? Olympics Olympics are postponed, but we've got our own international game right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um anything else you wanted to talk about before we get into this whiskey? Nope, 100% ready for the whiskey, Cole. Let's go to break. Cool. Yeah. Do you remember the hit 90s hip hop group Onyx? With the hit Slam? That's right. Hey, speaking of Slam, have you ever heard of Madison Story Slam? It's hosted by our producer, Adam Rosted. It's a podcast that he puts out where people from the Madison, Wisconsin area tell stories about certain topics. It's definitely worth your while. Check it out on any podcast platform that you might find from Mortarbox Media. right we're back and we are drinking today mr sam tribute whiskey so i wanted to get into some of the history for this one and my first uh title of this history is who was sam bronfman Uh, this whiskey as the name suggests is a tribute to a man named sam bronfman Uh, he was born in what's now modern day moldova in 1889 and immigrated while he was very young to a place called Wapella in Saskatchewan, Canada. Uh, his dad was pretty wealthy, but eventually um, did some jobs that brought him to be able to buy a hotel in 1903. Uh, he eventually started um, business as a liquor distributor. Uh, this is Sam, his son. Um, and he founded later in 1924 uh, the Distillers Corporation in Montreal, which uh, was key at, for a time of whiskey distilling, basically. And why is that? Um, and basically, I went down this like rabbit hole researching how Canadian whiskey did during Prohibition, because 1924 was in the middle of Prohibition. Uh, typically, it didn't do super well. Um, most companies came near bankruptcy in Canada uh, because the U.S. was... Uh, like easily their top market for for Canadian whiskey. Uh, although Scotch apparently didn't skip a beat during Prohibition, uh, I looked into that and kind of saw how it did. Um, almost uh, like they would distribute to basically like surround like they would distribute to Canada Scotchwood or or like the Bahamas or Mexico or you know Caribbean islands, and then they would like try to sneak it in and and. Not legally, uh, of course, because you couldn't ship or drink any whiskey to the U.S., 
but they basically worked it um, and it would magically get distributed to the US. Uh, one thing I've learned from history though is don't mess with people's alcohol. Uh, yep. That's that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, but, <laughs> but Sam Brothman, this guy, he did really well even during Prohibition, partly because uh, the Distillers Corporation specialized in cheaper whiskey. Uh, it seemed he did it all legally, uh, but there were probably some loopholes he probably had to jump through. Uh, lo- or hoops jump through? Loopholes? I don't know. He had hoops. some loopholes. You jump through hoops using loopholes. Yeah, there we go. Uh, regarding any distribution there. In 1928, just about four years after he started the Distillers Corporation, he purchased the Seagram's Distillery. Uh, from the heirs of Joseph Seagram. And Joseph Seagram was like a you know, distiller and a politician and a philanthropist. Like he was a big deal. Uh, and apparently did really well. Uh, Sam Bronfman did really well taking over this distillery. Uh, Seagram's really took off after that. And eventually uh, getting bought out a few times since. Uh, but Canadian whiskey really exploded through Sam Bronfman's influence. And he passed away in 1971 at the age of 82. Um, so that's basically the, the story of Sam Bronfman. He was a very, um, not I don't want to say influential, but he was a, he had such an influence on Canadian whiskey. And so Sazerac <laughs> basically. So, just, can I, can yeah, I go ahead. Stop you there for a second. You don't want to say he's influential. But you do want to say he's had an influence. Yeah, but like on whiskey as opposed to people. Like when I think of influential, I think oh, okay. of people. Yeah. Okay. So well, he was well, influential for on your parameters there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so, so Robbie, what do you know about the rules of Canadian whiskey? All right. Canadian whiskey. It's got to be from Canada. Pretty much. It's also second rule. Got to be whiskey. Yeah, good call, good call. Now, yeah, yeah. and that's, that's yeah. the only rules I that's, can... You um, know, you're not too far off on ter- in terms of the rules, okay. though. <laughs> okay. um, we've done, actually, two Canadian whiskeys, at least. The, the ones that I can think of on the podcast are Crown Royal, Northern Harvest Rye, and then Lot 40, Cast Strength, 12-year. And they're basically... Did you guys do the... I don't remember... The Crown Royal Northern Harvest. It was in the first 50, I think. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Interrupt. It's a good one. I think I discussed actually Canadian whiskey more in that episode than I did for the Lot 40. Okay. Um, but it, it, there's three basic rules, big rules of Canadian whiskey. There's one, it needs to be from cereal grain that is mashed and distilled, which is pretty whiskey. That's what it is to be a whiskey for yeah. the most part. Um, and then it needs to be aged for at least three years in Canada. And then okay. it needs to be no less than 40% alcohol by volume. So your points of it needs to be from Canada and it needs to be a whiskey are pretty much the only <laughs> rules. Um, but it's pretty basic. But normally, not all the time, but normally there's in Canada, they do a style and it's base whiskeys mixed with flavoring whiskeys. Now, base whiskeys are brought to a high proof in distillation and are aged, um, it, you know, on its own. Like it's, it's very high proof and they'll age it on its own. And then they'll do the similar thing, but they'll do it with low alcohol content whiskey and then they'll age that. And then what they'll do at the end is after aging both these um, juices, they will start blending 
and to try to bring out the flavor of the low proof alcohol and then try to bring the strength of the high proof alcohol and put it together. So that's typically what you'll see, but it's not all the time. Um, hmm. Like for example, lot or uh, lot 40 cast strength was not done that way. Uh, but yeah, Canadian whiskey is known for that base and flavoring whiskeys. Um, and you don't need to use new barrels to age. You don't need a lot of standardization. And that's part of why Canadian whiskey gets a bad rep. Um, because it seems not as intentional in a, in a different okay. way. But I, th- I would like to defend Canadian whiskey a little bit in that they made it their own. Typically, that's what you do with, with Canadian whiskey. And some are great. Now, um, we're drinking today, like I said, Mr. Sam Tribute Whiskey. And this was made by the Sazerac Company, um, who owns, you know, like Buffalo Trace, Barton, and a few others. They actually own the Seagram's uh, Whiskey. Not, I don't believe they own the Seagram's Distillery, but they, they own the brand. Um, and it was in honor of Sam Bronfman. Uh, created by one of Sazerac's master blenders, if not the the main master blender, uh, Drew Mayville. And he had worked at Seagram's for a while, and then he he's uh, doing okay? Sorry, I'm trying to cough off mic and do a pillow. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, you're good. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. <coughs> um, and so, so as a master blender, uh, this guy, Drew Mayville, uh, he apparently had tons of American and Canadian aged whiskeys to choose from working for Sazerac. Um, so this, what we're drinking today, is 133.8 proof. Oh, and uh, almost no other details are known, including age, but it's blended. So it's probably not. It's just the age of the lowest uh, age barrel. So they didn't want to throw that in, which is totally fine. Uh, but there were only... 1200 bottles released which i think is really cool um Mm -hmm. and i actually got a bottle of this one time and i traded it and i regretted doing that uh, because i heard how good it was after i traded it so uh, it's a 250 dollars bottle retail uh, but our i have a friend uh, who said he's seeing it go retail um on the secondary market for about seven to eight hundred so it's pretty valuable uh, and it's first edition. They're probably going to do more is what I hear. Uh, but this is first edition, which makes it even more cool. Uh, that's all I got. I am stoked to uh, unscrew this little sample bottle cap and start pouring a little. All right. Me too. Let's do this. Here we yeah. go. And we don't we don't have the bottle because this was from Jason, right? Yep. So you can so, listen very closely to the ASMR of me unscrewing the cap of this. But you probably still can't even hear that. I did a little bit of pour into the mic. Yeah, I'll do that too. Ooh, this smells Ooh. amazing. Oh, man. I'm getting like really good cinnamon right off right off the top. Now, what did you I'm sorry if I didn't hear. Did you say what was in the mash bill? Uh, no, but it it's um multiple barrels of Canadian and American barrels. So, okay. definitely no distinct mash bill. It's got to be like pretty high rye, I would assume. Usually, like Canadian like has a lot of rye. Um, yeah, it's got like a nice cinnamon, but like a it's not like your typical like big red gum kind of like spicy cinnamon or your 
like latte sprinkle pumpkin pie kind of cinnamon it's like a minty cinnamon to me is what yeah. i'm getting no that's a good note um yeah cinnamon was definitely Ooh. the first thing that hit my nose but then oh like a gosh. sweetness i've never gotten it like that yeah almost like a cinnamon gum um mixed with like juicy fruit a little bit oh man i'm just getting like straight like, i don't even know like um so you know when you go to a restaurant and there's mints out front. Yeah. And they look like they're peppermints. And you put it in your mouth and like, not really wanting a peppermint because peppermint's kind of gross. Yeah. Uh, but then you're like, it's one of those cinnamon like mints that looks like a peppermint. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. It's okay. like yeah, yeah. a mintier cinnamon sweetness. Oh, it's, it's, it's very, it's potent in a really pleasant way. Yeah, it's not like scary of, potent for me. I'm getting some alcohol vapors too, but like yeah, that for cinnamon sure. is just strong. That's about all I'm getting though. Mm-hmm. There's there's a sweetness to it that's, in my opinion, like, like you know, you eat a red hot. That's a sweetness you'll get with a cinnamon. This is not the, in my opinion, this is not the same sweetness you'll get with this cinnamon. I'm honestly like, it's like to me, this sounds super weird, but I'm getting a cinnamonness. With almost a bubblegumness at the same time. I can see that. I can okay. see that, yeah. So, have you sipped yet? I did. Okay, go for it. I don't even want to talk. Like, it's amazing. It's really good. So, it does kind of remind me of the Lot 40. Um, just in, like, in a different way. Like, it's a little sweeter, a little more mellow. Um, it has that cinnamon, like kind of like that Lot 40 castering. That I even My sister bought me a bottle of Lot 40 because her... Uh, husband's from Canada, so they br- they brought me some Lot Forty, just a regular rye once, mm-hmm. which became one of my favorites. So it's very it's similar in that regard, mm-hmm. but it is so I don't even know like just mildly amazing if that makes sense. Like yeah. it's I mean nothing too profound, nothing too robust. It just the mouthfeel, it just a slow warm across the palate. Oh man, yeah. I'm going to go for another sip. You talk. You... So some whiskey reviewers will tell you that you should never judge a whiskey by its first sip. I'm not saying this was bad. This was fantastic. But I have a feeling it'll get even better the second sip. Partly because the first thing that happened when I sipped it was it just like burned my tongue, which is really rare oh, really? for me. Yeah. Like normally I don't get that. I I have you know, my tongue's gotten used to being high alcohol content in a whiskey pour. Uh, but there was something about this one that kind of took over my tongue, but I'm going to go for another sip and I have a feeling it's going to be even better this time. So my second sip was a little hotter, I would say. And it reminds me of a nice hot, like a hot tamale candy. Like Mm -hmm. it is, there's definitely a little bit of that burn there with that cinnamon to it. Oh my gosh, that's yummy. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how many times I've used the word yummy on the podcast, but that <laughs> is yummy. I love it. Oh my gosh. This is definitely, for me, this would be a November kind of a whiskey. This yeah. is what I want to drink in November for sure. Yeah. One of the things, so I'll give a little, a few notes that I'm getting. It is, huh, it's really good flavor. <sighs> I I'm it's part I don't know if it's what's going on like cuz you're not getting this as much as I am that that tongue burn 
Are you? There's definitely some burn there. There's definitely some burn. Because it's kind of distracting me from the actual flavor, is which it? is really good. Um, but I'm not... Um, I feel like I'm not getting its full potential, which is weird. I don't know if that's me. I will say for me, it's not complex. It's not complex at all. Uh-huh. For me, it's just straight cinnamon. I'm like, and that burn kind of like reinforces that. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's just straight hot tamale. It is not complex. There's not mm-hmm. a lot going on for me other than cinnamon and a slow rolling heat. Like, but that being said, it is really. I like it. So yeah, I could see to where you know if you're. I'm 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 a little, I think I'm a little easier to please than you too. So I think sometimes maybe your palate wishes there was more complexity to things. Mm-hmm. Like you're able you're you're able to pull stuff out really yeah. well. You have a really good palate. I, I, me on the other hand, I'm like I think I get this, and then you talk and I go, oh yeah, that's what I get too. So for me, it's not super complex, which I kind of like. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I would I would I would hop on that train um, because. When I think of complexity, I think of like, here's another flavor and there's another flavor. Yeah. And you're getting this one left and right. This one stops a little bit. It's good. Um, it is like cinnamon. The oak is different. It's a stringent oak a little bit, but in a good mm-hmm. way. It's like sweet and, um, but it's also like really hot, um, which I <laughs> have no complaints about. I can, I can very much enjoy a hazmat whiskey. Uh, which this isn't, but I can enjoy hotter than this is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I Cinnamon is the big thing. Um, but it's, you know, sweetness is in the nose more than it is the palate. So I did say it was sweet, but I, I, it's, it's really dry, actually. I, I would, I would okay. definitely go that far as saying it's dry cinnamon to me. Um, okay. And then, but I, I'm intrigued to see what water will do to this. Um, yeah, this is what, you know what, if I were to put my mouth on a piece of cinnamon bark and like kind of gnaw at it a little bit, this is kind of what that would be like, which is a good thing. So uh, uh, do you get, do you get any of that mintiness at all from it though? Yeah, I'm definitely getting a little bit of that mentholiness. Okay. And maybe that, maybe that's the alcohol vapor that's getting the mintiness, but. Yeah, it might be. But that's a good point. That, that actually extends it a little more than that cinnamon I was thinking of. It's 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 like when you take a mint and it cools your mouth, you're getting that a little bit too. Even though it's like warm because of the alcohol content. But I'm going to I'm going to drop a drop. I finally got a um dropper. An actual dropper. Yeah. Nice. Look at you go, Cole. Yeah, big deal Look over here. Look at you. So I dropped, um, definitely muted things. I'm not getting, I'm getting more minty, more menthol almost kind of a thing. Like, um, like a cigarette almost like menthol. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, uh, maybe, so maybe that, maybe there's a little tobacco there. I don't know, but not pulling the cinnamon like I was. What about you? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this now. Before I say it later, I like this for some reason. I don't. I don't think this is exceptional in my book. I, I would say it's. I would. This makes a love it, and I'll, and I'm gonna skip a little bit ahead. This is a love it quality whiskey, but it didn't break exceptional mm-hmm. for me because I personally, Cole Sebald, likes 
a really sweet whiskey. Okay. Sweet is my game in the whiskey world. And this is only sweet on the nose. So I'm getting hints of that, you know, like I think the cinnamon comes out and even like that sweet bubble gum that I was talking about comes out even more with the, with the water. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get me wrong. I love this whiskey, but I was kind of okay. expecting like blow my mind, um, which it's yeah. close to, but I wouldn't say it is. Um, but that's because I have a subjective taste tour or like a, enjoyment towards sweeter whiskeys and this is definitely not as sweet but i haven't sipped yet with the water but it's definitely not as sweet so far so you got to go in for the sip of the Mm -hmm. the water and i want to hear what you if that changes your mind at all i'm definitely getting um getting a it's a little more complex complex um Mm. i agree it's definitely a little more menthol-y um I don't know. It's it, the cinnamon has definitely come off of it with the water. Uh, I don't know. It's still good, and I will say, um, like if this is your thing, like it's it's kind of almost like a one trick pony kind of a thing. Yeah, like, this isn't. I mean, like if this is your thing, you're gonna pull it out, and you know someone likes it. They're gonna be like, yeah, this is my thing. Um, but it's not something you're really going to want to sit and sample with somebody, I think, kind of a thing. Like, what do you get, you know, where you can kind of get that discussion of what are you pulling out? What are you getting? Oh, yeah, I can kind of see that. It's not going to be one of those kind of whiskeys. Yeah. It's definitely good. Yeah. yeah did you get anything different on the No, on go the ahead. Oh, no, did you get anything? I was just going to ask if you got anything different on the water. Yeah, part. it was definitely a lot more complex. And I would choose this pour over the neat pour in terms of favorite. One of the other things I was thinking about this one is I would never pull this out to a newbie yeah does that make sense like i this would this would either scare someone off for life or just blow their top in terms of alcohol content um unless i will say this unless it's someone whose idea of whiskey is uh fireball like (laughs) yeah you might they might be like yeah this is a lot because it's got some of that burn it's got the cinnamon to it um it's yeah, but I def- I agree. Uh, someone just getting into it probably not. Yeah, I think so too. But yeah, uh, some of the notes I got. Let me even sip one more time, real quick. I'm still I'm getting that bubble gum on the actual palate now. Um, yeah. but it's hidden behind a layer of straight up cinnamon bark. Um. <laughs> But I'm intrigued to see what the ice will do. And and what I've noticed about this whiskey, too, is that this is truly where Cole's subjectiveness towards sweet whiskey comes out. Because this is a insanely good whiskey. And I can no, see yeah. the, the value of this whiskey. Um, and I'm not saying this is not a good whiskey at all. Like I'm like, man, someone can really, really appreciate this whiskey. Because it is... In in depth, one of like one of the most in depth flavors I've ever gotten. It's just not my favorite flavor because it's not accompanied yeah. by sweet. Does that make sense? So yeah, no, absolutely, I get you. My uh, so I my bus driver just dropped that cube. Um, <laughs> are you are you? Gonna, so I will Just say drop. it's definitely changed the nose a lot. I think that's 
probably more than most whiskeys I've sipped where the ice really changes it. Yeah, I'm getting a good way. A lot more oak, um, for sure. It's a lot more oaky, a little bit more like almost chocolatey even. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what you're getting here, Cole. I can throw my whole nose into the glass on this one. It luckily, you know, brings down that that alcohol vapor uh, smell that you that you typically get. For sure. Um, yeah, oak is one of the biggest things I get. Um, but old oak, not like there very well might be eighteen year old whiskey in here. Is the oh, level okay. of oak that I taste or smell? So I'm gonna go in for the sip. In just a moment. Uh, what are the other things? It was a dark whiskey, very dark, um, almost red dark, uh, like red brown dark color. Yeah. Did you have you gone for your sip yet? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I can't handle it. Oh really? In what I, way is it too oaky or is what? What do you? Yeah, it's too oaky. Not a huge. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It's like astringent more than anything. Oaky. Yeah. Okay. I, I would definitely because... choose my favorite pour would be the water pour, just a tiny bit over the neat pour. Not a tiny bit. Okay. It's a good amount over the neat pour. See, that's funny but to me because I rarely pull pull oak out as a note. And the fact that I got oak on this, I'm not surprised that you were like, it's too oaky because I know you don't like an over and oaked. If um, whiskey for sure. Yeah, if you handed me this glass and it tasted like and it was neat or whatever you poured it to me and it was and it was this I I hate to say it, Jason, I might not appreciate if you gave this to me with ice. If you gave it to me <laughs> like any other way, I'd be not that I wouldn't appreciate it. You wouldn't go I wouldn't would, I wouldn't go back for you'd more. You'd appreciate it, you would drink it, you'd be polite. Yeah. But, but you wouldn't ask for another. Thank you goodness that it is not only ice for me this is yeah the definition of astringent and i've i've never experienced whiskey to this level of astringency really okay i don't know if it's the ice it it can't be because i actually got very pure ice uh i went out to like this store and actually got like purified ice because like i said like i don't usually pick up oak Mm -hmm. which i should on every whiskey maybe that's just the whiskey flavor to me i don't know but this for me, like I, as soon as I smelled, I was like, "That's oaky. That is, and I love it. I think it's really good. Oh, that's good. I love all three pours. I would go for, like, him, Jason. Don't hand Cole the iced one. Yeah, hand it to me. I will take that one every day, all day. This is, I love. That's it. your favorite. So, um, not my favorite. I okay. just love them all. Like I really like it. Definitely, it's it's that menthol. I think comes out the more the water gets added. So the drops, the cube. There's more menthol there. Um, I like the progression of oakiness that comes out with it. it like I, I like it a lot. This is this is my kind of thing. I love it. So, yeah. I just now go no, ahead. Sorry. No, you got it. I just sipped out of the glass that or out of the jar that I kept all my ice in, just to make sure it wasn't the ice. <laughs> yeah. I. I don't think it was the ice. <laughs> I don't know. Like. Part of me was like, this might be mind-blowing. And I was actually leaning towards that um, because Mm -hmm. I have heard fantastic things about this whiskey. But for some reason, I'm just going to go with the water pour on this one. That's it. 
Um, because I might not even be able to finish with the ice. Oh, man. Pack it up and hand it to the courier. I'll take it. I know. That's good. But I think that's the thing you're saying. You kind of hit on It's like, I'm not going to give this to a new whiskey drinker. Mm -hmm. Like, you may not even give this to your, you know, regular whiskey drinker like that. Yeah. Um, It's definitely got a niche. It's... You know, I hate to say it, but maybe it's a one-trick pony kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's definitely locked into its, you know, its um, flavors there, so to speak. So yeah, and I and if it's your, th- go ahead, go ahead. I, I'm gonna say if it's your thing, it's my thing. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I'd drink it all day, every day if it was readily available. And I respect this whiskey. <laughs> so write that down. <laughs> Put um, it down. But. uh I like, yeah, it is a deep whiskey. Like this is like no other you've ever had. And I imagine that most people would like this whiskey more than I would. Um, but I'm going to start formulating my rating. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you can formulate. I'm going to go with a solid eight. Point seven on it. I mm-hmm. like it a lot. That's I will good. say, um, um, now if you if you were to like take into consideration like availability, um, oh excuse me, a little little burp on there. Um, I'm gonna give it my first burp rating of a double burp there. I guess uh, so eight point <laughs> seven. Like availability wise, like it's good. But if this was more readily available, I would go for it um, for sure. Um, hard to get. I don't know if you're if you like cinnamon, you like minty. Um, it, this is going to be your kind of your whiskey. Like I love Lot Forty. I think I get a lot of cinnamon off of that. I love that Canadian um, whiskey aspect to it. It's good. Um, I would I would buy this if it was readily available. I don't think I would pay market price because it seems kind of niche, but uh, it's good. Eight point seven for me. What do you got, Cole? So. Yeah, in my secondary rating, I give this a mid-love it. Um, no. I give it right between <laughs> like it and love it. Yeah. I gotta be honest. Like, and, and part of me, and, and this, is, this is part of me just saying thank you so much to Jason, uh, but this is not my whiskey. Um, yeah. And Jason, you know that I mean that with all respect of like, <laughs> this is a good whiskey. This is a great whiskey. This is just not my kind of whiskey. Um, yeah. And I hope Jason's not offended by that. And I know he isn't. I know he can handle that. Um, hey, cool. Yeah. Maybe it would help your conscience if you gave Jason a rating. Yeah, I give Jason a 9.999. No, let's just round okay. it up to 10. There you go. What a okay, listener. So Jason, you feel good about your rating about Jason. Now, what's no, your rating I, I guess I do feel that. Like, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I give it a 7.9. Um, okay. And like I said, this could be someone's favorite whiskey of all time. This is just yeah, not absolutely. my favorite whiskey of all time. Um, I well, love sweet. I'll, like, even yeah. last week when we drank um, the uh, Single Oak Project, that was fruit snacks and it got one of my highest reviews um for example uh the um uh, blanton straight from the barrel we had was butterscotch that got one mm-hmm. of my highest reviews 
the Eagle Rare 17 got one of my highest reviews. That was just pure caramel and vanilla. One of my highest reviews. So I think if you see the trend here, I would say this is the most dry whiskey I've ever had in terms of sweet level. Um, and so that, that says something of like value of like, you know, like someone really went after the dry qualities of this whiskey. Um, but then again, uh, so that's why I gave it a 7.9. So thank you so yeah. much, Jason. If you, if you still have it in your heart, you can always send us other things and, and you could always send us this and, uh, Robbie will be the one who enjoys it Robbie more. Robbie will take it. Um, no, I think, I think. That's probably our biggest discrepancy in ratings too. Yeah. And I think that just goes to show like it this one comes down to a preference for sure. So Yeah, absolutely. And that's something to be said about like even me defending Sazerac in this out, you know, this option is this is a good whiskey. It's just not my whiskey. So I can't say it enough. But that's yeah. it. I'm gonna go for the last, very last sip of this ice pour while um while we prep for the next segment. And that would bring us to our First favorite segment, (laughs) Whiskey World News. All right, it's time for Whiskey World News, a part of our show where we read an article in no way, shape, or form. We want to take any credit for having written it, just going to read it, kind of talk about it, and see, uh, you know, what each other thinks. So uh, this one comes to us from the New York Times. And it was written by Robert Simonson. Uh, it's titled, A Stay-at-Home Whiskey Project, The Infinity Bottle. Huh. Enthusiasts around the world post their personal blends of various whiskeys to social media under the hashtag Infinity Bottle. Jason Peters has been doing it for years, but didn't know it had a name. Whenever one of his bottles of whiskey dwindled to its last ounce or two, he would pour it into another bottle that held the remains of other whiskeys. I just always called mine a Solera bottle, said Mr. Peters, who runs the blog, The Whiskey Jug, referring to the blending process common in the production of sherry. Sherry butts? I go nuts. nuts. (laughs) New wine is added at regular intervals to a system of casks as mature wine is extracted. The home whiskey blending does have a name, the Infinity Bottle, and it's been taken up by enthusiasts around the world. Search Infinity Bottle on the Instagram, (laughs) on the Instagram, on Instagram, I sound like an old man, and hundreds of photos of bottles filled with a melange of spirits will pop up. As the coronavirus epidemic has people sheltered at home and looking for a new project, this might be the ideal moment for an infinity bottle boom. No two bottles are the same, and that's part of the attraction. The whiskey you blended is not only constantly changing, but is completely unique, said Daniel, who lives in Ottawa and runs the Instagram feed, Lafroy? Lafroy. Lefroy project. He has to be identified by only his first name because he works for the Canadian government. I don't know why that's in there. No one else will ever have the same exact whiskey. So I thought this was kind of interesting. You know, I, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, liquor sales are booming. People are buying more liquor like crazy. That means people are probably drinking more liquor, um, which means more bottles are getting down to the last ounce or two. Um, I don't know. I thought this was kind of fun, kind of a, a thing where you can, you, maybe you're home, you can start a project of like, hey, I'll start this infinity bottle and potentially generations from my generation will be able to drink parts of the whiskey that I used to drink. So I don't know, close it. I, I know Adam started one for the uh, podcast a while back. Is this something you've ever gotten into doing the infinity bottle? Is it something you would ever do? 
Not yet. I haven't I haven't done it yet. Um I'm not against it. I mean certain of my bottles I, I just wouldn't want to add to something because they're just like good to the last drop, basically. Um I think it's cool. I mean, yeah, Adam had one. He in fact had like basically two. He had uh, the Adam song batch one. Um which he mixed just random things into. And it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes that's the thing. And that's the cool thing is like you have a unique whiskey that no one in the whole world has when yeah. you mix and kind of blend your own in a way. So I think that's the cool part is that you get to do something like that that no one's even tried. And maybe you're really good at it, you know. Maybe you know that you mm. should mix, you know, uh, Basil Hayden's with, bullet or something like that but i wouldn't do it for fancier bottles uh, just because i they're good to the last drop basically and i don't want to although adam when he um did his he no matter what he would do an ounce of the sample bottle that we uh, sent each other through the courier uh he would do an ounce of the sample and then the other ounce went to the or he would drink an ounce for the uh, podcast and then the other ounce would go to the infinity bottle which i was like dude like even this one like we would try like <laughs> lot 40 cask and he'd be like yep the rest is going to the infinity bottle i'm like what so yeah. uh, but it's it's uh i think it's you know it's very cool in that everything's unique i don't know what about you you know like so the more i think about it the more i'm into it but i don't know if i could do it with the dedication that adam has i'm like certain bottles i'm finishing you know, like, and like you were saying, but you know, like some bottles are good to the last drop. And then they got me thinking like, I'll just do one drop of that bottle, yeah. which I think is kind of cool. I think like, uh, even just doing like a yearly bottle, maybe where you can just take all the whiskeys you drank that year and at least put in one drop, if not an ounce, you know, and it's yeah. kind of like a year in review, you know, I don't know, something like that, but like, cool. it's even cool to be like, you know what? Like, Hey kid. The day you were born, I drank this whiskey, and that whiskey is somewhere in this bottle. That is kind of you know? cool. It's like, you know, something like that is, is kind of neat, I think, you know, and it makes me wish that I could go back two years and start that for the twins or start, go back 10 years and start it for Amara kind of a thing. So, yeah. I don't know. I, maybe the, this whole, like, stay-at-home thing is the kickoff point for you. Where you're like, you know what? I'm going to start a special bottle. Like, maybe, like, for me, like, this time has been really awesome. Like, I really enjoy being around my girls. I really enjoy being around my wife. I really yeah. do enjoy home and really just focusing on each other so you know maybe that inspires you maybe you want to get a bottle started and be like you know this is the time where i kind of reevaluated life and realized like you guys are what's important to me and you know this bottle could potentially stay in our family for infinity (laughs) (laughs) so anyway i thought that was kind of cool a little bit more uplifting kind of thing about um you know this time period we got but yeah yeah any other thoughts cole no that's a good point no i uh I, I like what you said about just making moments out of it because truly, if you don't run out of what's inside, then you still have a piece of everything you've added to it, mathematically at least. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's time for the next portion of the show. But we didn't decide beforehand. I have one in mind. Did you uh, want to do the what whiskey would you choose to this week? Or did you I have want... one too? Well, remember last week, Cole, we talked, we each had one, and I said okay. I would do mine this week. Okay, we'll do yours this week then. Okay, because I'm kind of excited. Mine might be, 
I might be able to win this week. So anyway, folks, it's time for our next favorite segment, our la- least favorite segment. What <laughs> whiskey would you choose? Uh, last week we had a sh- a showdown. We did. What whiskey would we did? What whiskey would you make into a hand sanitizer? And oh shoot, I got the wrong screenshot here. Oh, I know Cole won. I won. I believe nine votes to seven votes. Fifty-nine percent to forty-one percent. There it is. That is it. So Cole won. Uh, People would rather have Hancock's President or Special Reserve. Special Reserve. President Reserve. Hancock's Reserve. Reserve. Hancock's President Reserve. For a hand sanitizer than Jameson uh, Caskmate Stout. So it was close. I was surprised. Was. You know, people, I mean, I guarantee you, like, the couple extra votes you got was probably because people were thinking, like, let's just drink this, right? I don't know. Uh-huh. But uh, I don't know. That's what I got to tell myself to go to so I can sleep <laughs> at night. But uh, anyway, so Cole won that one. Um, This week, for our What Whiskey Would You Choose, we're going to kind of go off this whole pandemic thing here. All right? Things have gotten dire. You just finished the last drop of your infinity bottle. There's no decent whiskey left on earth. You go to the liquor store, and all they have is a gimmicky whiskey. Okay? It's a whiskey with some sort of added flavoring. It's a whiskey that people are drinking on bachelorette parties kind of Yes. Whiskey. What gimmicky whiskey, when if it's the last whiskey on the world, would you choose, Cole? Is there? Isn't <laughs> I there like the stress in your voice? No, I think I figured it out. Um, okay. Uh, I think yeah, I'm pretty sure Crown Royal does a vanilla whiskey, like some sort of okay. vanilla flavoring. I'm gonna go with that. Um, okay. I like vanilla. I don't like cinnamon whiskey. I don't like um, apple whiskey too much. But if it's got like vanilla added. I'll take that kind of addition if that's all I can get. If like I'm out of my infinity bottle, I'm out of all my bottles, and I have to get a gimmicky one, I'm gonna go with Crown Vanilla. Okay, I like that. See, I thought you were gonna go with something like I don't know. You always end up some like top end kind of a thing, and I was gonna be like, uh, Google, what's the most expensive whiskey ever in auction? That's a gimmick, right? Ugh, and I beat Cole. So I like where you went, Cole. You finally went like you played within the rules this yeah, time. Yeah, I, think. I didn't uh, break out. Yeah. So okay. So I'm gonna go with, and you guys covered it a while back on Whiskey World News. I'm gonna go with Screwball, mm-hmm. the peanut butter whiskey. Yeah. And I bought a bottle of it. I was gonna send a sample uh, to Cole. Because we're we're talking about doing a gimmicky whiskey episode sometime, um, and I tried it and I really like it. Like it's not a whiskey whiskey, but it's really fun. And if you love peanut butter, Screwball is kind of awesome. So really, that's what okay. I'm like. Yeah, like I like like it, it. It's like people come over. I'm like, hey, try this, and they'll try it. And like that's kind of fun. That's really good. So that's have, what I'm gonna go with. Have you tried it with ice Screwball. cream though? I have not, but I need to. That's what the original that's article I, was like. You got to try it with ice cream. Oh, okay. I got to do that. So, see, that's the thing is, so the girls, if no one has an accident in their underwear, because we're potty training. Yeah. Or if Amara has great attitude. You get to you give get them some screwball. <laughs> no. They get a bowl of ice cream at night. So, we usually don't have ice cream, but that's like been their thing is they want their a little bit of ice cream Aww. at the end of the night. So, 
that's I got to do that now. I'm gonna yeah. have to figure that out. So and then when anyway, you do, folks, Daddy gets a little extra. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, folks, we'd love to hear from you. We'll post it this week. Uh, gimmicky whiskey. If you have to go with a gimmicky whiskey, what gimmick whiskey are you going with? Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So. Yeah, and we we did get uh-huh. one right in this week. I forget who it oh, was, but did. they said That's Dickel right. was their choice of hand sanitizer oh. whiskey. Um, yeah, it was brown liquor underscore quest yes they said they were gonna go with some dickel so yeah. there you go so Nothing that like. that's what happens when you write in guys you get a shout out you do brown liquor underscore quest thank you for and normally that. we, we get a, a few more write-ins but this week we only got one i don't know maybe maybe which hand sanitizer do you want to make whiskey out of was a little, a little out there, and people are like, "What the heck are they talking about?" I don't know. Although, maybe, maybe um, just so I don't, next. I looked, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I haven't looked on Instagram. Did you see that uh, George? I don't know if it was a made-up thing or not, but George T. Stag possibly made a hand sanitizer. Well, I know Buffalo Trace did get involved, but I don't know if they put they the did. the actually put the uh, label on the like George T. Stag hand sanitizer. But if they did, that's amazing. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I would love to get a bottle of that just for fun. Yeah. So, so this week, right. I so there's a few people that have sent us stuff that we still haven't gotten to yet. Um, one is James Cuddy, um, and you know I, I think we're gonna choose between your. I, I know you've really been wanting to try the midwinter dram. Um, yes. So maybe. I say yeah. we put it up to a vote of the midwinter dram, and James Cuddy sent us his um, Kings County bourbon. Oh, that's right. Um, and so we'll put it up to a vote on that. Uh, Kings County, in this case, the 90 proof. We also have in the future coming up the bottled and bond. Uh, but this one will be the 90 proof because this is the one that James sent us. Um, so so we'll put that up to a vote this week and see what people think. But yeah, it'll be the people's decision this week for sure. There you go. I'm excited. Yeah. I think that's fun. I like that. I like that's a new fun Tuesday vote on which one you want kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, kind of keeps me on the edge of my seat I'm because like, I, I definitely have like a favorite dog in the fight so to speak with those so it'll be fun to see what people think so yeah and then it's cool because we're getting more interaction from people like we we literally got i mean listeners you, you, we're we're working our way up in the social media game but um getting 14 votes on for this week in one day <laughs> for what people wanted us to drink next week was pretty cool. So I'm hoping to get more than 14 <laughs> next week and continue to, to continue to get it up there. So, Hey, Australia, Canada, we're calling you guys out. Yeah, exactly. Where are we get the most votes from? Exactly. <laughs> so. All yeah. right. But that's, that's. I feel uh, good about that. I feel good about that too. Yeah. yeah. So I. Hey, cool. Uh, uh-huh. I hope your, your beer goes out to a satisfactory point. Robbie. I hope you learn to appreciate how great it is to have three daughters. Cole, I hope that you learn to tolerate oak and mintiness and cinnamon a little bit better because this was an awesome whiskey. But most of all, listeners, I hope our love of spirits has lifted yours. 